I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. And welcome back, everybody. Hope you all had a great weekend. You all, I'm so excited about today's episode because we have one of my favorite brands here. I'm an ex-employee and loved working there. Um, We have the head of brand communications and influencer marketing, Corey Weaver here, who's going to break down ANF's history. What are they up to? How they've changed? All the above. We get into everything. So if you like fashion, if you like 90s clothing and 2000s clothing and feeling nostalgic this episode for you because we go into all of that and it's so much fun and i always just love hear how brands are rebranding and you know changing up everything so if you're into all that this episode for you so sit tight take notes and let's have Corey break it all down for us and Corey, welcome how are you thank you so much for having me hi i'm doing really well it's been a long week but but i'm happy to be here Talk about it. Honestly, we have, I have so many things to get through. My queue, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunions out. I got to watch that. Like, okay. yes. Be a busy weekend, everybody. We've got Drag Race coming up tonight. You know, I mean, it's... lots of good content to consume. <laughs> We're about to get busy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Th- this is when the weekend starts. Yes. Alrighty, so what we do here is we always like to kick it off with the question, um, what the term young influential means to you, and there's no wrong answer. Oh, gosh. Um, I would say young influential. In my mind, it's it's less of a, yes, it's a young person who has influence, sure, but in my mind, it's really somebody who embodies like the trueness of their character. Um, mostly because it, at least for the folks who I follow and the folks in my circle who I consider influential, those are people who 
are just like being their truest, authentic selves. And that is why they have influence because people trust them. Um, And so I think it extends beyond just the definition of having influence into a reflection of their character. And these are people who are just like being themselves and exercising their creativity and showing off their life in like, you know, the unique through the unique lens that they have. Come on with the perfect answer. Okay. Wrap it up. We're done. Wrap it up. We're done. We're all going home. Done. <laughs> and cut. Screaming. Um, okay. So before we get into all the cool stuff that you're up to at Abercrombie now, let's rewind to childhood, Corey. Did you have any like favorite brands or like trends that you that really influenced you growing up or that you loved? Okay. Well, um, just like my girl T Swift, <laughs> I have had my own eras. Um, so <laughs> I grew up and I was in early ages, I was like very invested in my identity as a Boy Scout, as an Eagle Scout. And so I was, you know, like Scout camp t shirts and things like that were very much my vibe. And then I sort of graduated into like a surf skate. Come on. Um, sort of vibe because I was living in Southern California at the time. I was going to the beach and, you know, thought I was cool and a skateboarder. And so it was brands like Volcom and Gecko Hawaii and Billabong and Rusty and those sort of things. Um, and then something happened in high school <laughs> where I, I can't really explain it, but there... And I don't even know how I discovered it, but I did go to my parents one night with printed out pages from a website, um, walked into the family room and I said, okay, we need to go to this specific mall in this area because they have an Abercrombie and Fitch and I would like to buy these jeans with holes in them. And my parents were like, you are out of your mind. Uh, We're not doing that. We're not, um, you know buying jeans that are destroyed and things of that <laughs> nature. But um, my constant badgering uh, affected them and I was able to get them to bring me there and um, saved up my money. And I remember I purchased a maroon polo shirt and um, a pair of destroyed denim jeans. And that sort of like kicked off my Abercrombie era, which um, spoiler alert, I am still in. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was it was Abercrombie starting in high school. Abercrombie, um, as well as a very long and beloved love affair with Hollister um, that extended into college. And um, I mean, I don't want to like get into my whole life story. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm invested. I'm like, I'm like, okay, we're waiting. Okay, because it's really good. Hold on to your seat. Um, because then in college, I when I went to college, I was 17. And on my 18th birthday, my friend Stacy and I got dressed in our Abercrombie best. And we hopped on the bus, took it down to the mall and applied for, uh, to work at Abercrombie. Because you had to be 18 at the time to work there. Um, and so on my 18th birthday is when I applied. And I spent a number of years in the store and then... Um, left to pursue other things. And, and I boomeranged back a couple years ago and that's where I've been. We love a boomerang story. And also we love our eras. Like I feel like the same thing when you said Billabong and um, all those, like 
my heart because the chokehold that Billabong, Hurley. Oh, um, Hurley. Oh, my God. They had me in a chokehold. Like, Pete Davidson has me in a chokehold. Like, you could not. <laughs> like, you couldn't. Like, to this day, I still wear Volcom. I don't care. I'm probably going to wear it when I'm 50 and 60. Like, I that air will never leave. And my yes. Hollister Abercrombie air. Because I started working at Abercrombie 2012 to 2014. Mm-hmm. Still in that air. The air will never leave. I told people, I was like, can't get me out of here. Never going to leave. Yeah. Like the jean, the athletic skinny jean fits me perfectly. Nothing will fit me better like that again. That's amazing to hear. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that because we actually are seeing a lot of, a lot of guys <laughs> enjoying the athletic fit jeans. So I'm going to, I'm going to pass that on to our design team. Yeah, let them um, know. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, you're, you're so right. Those eras that Hurley air, I mean, Hurley Volcom. chokehold. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> like, that chokehold, no, that chokehold with my with Hurley and all that, just whenever I go, and that was one of the best versions of me. I don't know if anybody else, but that was one of the best versions of me. <laughs> I love that. There's a song there, the best version of me. There, that, it, like, I'm sure we can build yes. that. Like, there's some good <laughs> lyrics there. Um <laughs> I love that. And I think it's even funnier because so many people adopted those brands, which were very much um, predicated on like being a hardcore skater or a hardcore surfer. And like, I was not whatsoever, but man, I sure dress like it. Yeah. It's like you can, with, do you remember the, the spiky belt we all, that had us all in a chokehold? Absolutely. And you know what's crazy? I've seen TikToks recently of people, of, like, youngs, young people, (laughs) the youths, um, discovering the studded belts again. And I'm like, oh, here we go. I've been there. I'm like, high school is back. Like, you could, like, Laguna Beach, studded belt after school, like, whole routine. I'm into it though. Like this is this we've gotten to the point in nostalgia that I can actually identify with. So I'm I'm all for it. I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm not against it. Like rewatching all like One Tree Hill. Chad Michael Murray is back. Like we love Chad. Yeah. Oh, Chad. That's like a whole nother. That's like a whole nother episode for a different podcast. (laughs) I'll say this for a different. (laughs) But, But fast forwarding back to me. So like. As time went on and you saw that you were interested in like fashion and stuff, did you study like marketing or branding or how did you kind of um, hone in on that skill? Well, that's a good question. Um, No, I did not immediately jump into marketing, fashion, retail, consumer goods, anything like that. I actually initially started wanting to be a marine biologist. Come on. I love sea otters. Um, Okay. Yes. We love an otter, dolphin, (laughs) whale, porpoise moment. But um, that's sort of why I chose the undergrad school that I did. And um, that evolved into pre-med. I was like, sure, I was going to be a doctor after that. And then I had to take O-chem, organic chemistry. And then I was like, nope, that's not it. (laughs) Um, And then that evolved into like critical literary theory and creative writing, which um a total pivot but it, that started to be like the seed of of things that i like the creative like creative writing and and communicating in that way and um 
I started writing for a magazine at that time, and that evolved into me really wanting to be in journalism. And so then I went to grad school for journalism and media studies. While doing that, I sort of fell in love with doing this community outreach program, teaching elementary, middle, and high school journalism, decided, oh, you know what, like, this is what I'm going to do. I want to teach at the collegiate level. So then continued grad school again to get my PhD in mass communications. Um, And um, during that time, got, I was forced, essentially, (laughs) to teach a, a PR class. And I was like, I am not going to teach. P- I'm a journalist. I have ethics. I'm not going to teach PR. <sighs> like, no way, no how. And then I fell in love with PR while teaching it. And then at the end of the semester, my students were asking me for these letters of recommendation, being like, you know, can you help me out? Write a letter for this internship I want at these really cool brands like Nike and Coke and um, just like, Instagram, all these like cool brands. And I found myself researching these internships myself late at night, writing these letters for them and saying like, I bet I could beat this kid out for this internship. Like, I bet I could apply and get this internship if I want. And then that sort of told me like, maybe academia isn't the direction you need to be. If you are like daydreaming about like, edging your kids, your students out for some of these internships, you should probably <laughs> explore that. And so um, I, I taught a bit longer. I was a professor there and a couple other places, but um, then got into the world of public relations um, with an agency and sort of my career evolved from there and eventually led me back to uh A&F and Hollister and Social Tourist and Gilly Hicks and um, this enterprise of really awesome brands that I had started my initial relationship with back in 2004. So really, really cool. That's so, that's so cool. Like just all that whole journey that, that is what that your journey is a Taylor Swift album. That whole thing. I keep saying it. It really is. It is. It is. <laughs> Taylor, if you're listening, I'm fine being the inspiration for your next album. Like I'm, I'm, I see it now on the airs tour. She just brings you up while she's changing, and like we have a whole like montage medley moment, and the arena erupts, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, that's Corey Weaver. We heard him on Young Influentials." <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, so fast forward, you're here now. Can you tell us kind of what your role that you currently do at Abercrombie is and a little bit about Abercrombie and like its various brands for those who aren't familiar? Yeah, totally. So now at this point, um, I am head of brand communications and influence for Abercrombie and Fitch Co. And that's the parent company of a lot of the brands um, that you might know and recognize within the Abercrombie family of of brands. So um, we have our adults brand, Abercrombie and Fitch. Some of you might be familiar with it. Um, And then we have Hollister, also an incredibly well-known brand. We have Abercrombie Kids, um, the kids expression of that adults brand. And uh, we also have Gilly Hicks, which is this 
really wonderful brand that has been picking up steam over the past couple of years. We have brick and mortar um, Gilly Hicks stores now, and it's this active lifestyle, active wear brand that's really rooted in happiness and feeling good, which I think is pretty great, especially when you um, place it among a lot of other active wear brands and performance active wear brands. So many of them are very serious and very um, uh, intense. And this is one that's like really rooted in that idea that 10 minutes of um, sort of being active every day increases your um, your mood and it just makes you tremendously happier in general. So it's this active lifestyle brand that basically is rooted from that insight, which I think is pretty cool. And then, of course, we have Social Tourist, which is a brand that we created with the D'Amelios, Charlie and Dixie. Um, and it was really created as a way that we could connect with Gen Z and Gen Alpha, Gen Zalpha, um, <laughs> I've heard some people call it, and really connecting with those audiences um, by way of those creators. Um, and of course, their audience is highly indexed in those demos. So um, yeah, it was this brand created in partnership with them um, and the products are created in partnership with them. And it's like these really cool um, styles. So yeah, five brands. We also have the um, YPB um, line, which is sort of a sub brand within Abercrombie and Fitch. And it's the active wear brand within the Abercrombie and Fitch adults brand. So yeah, lots and lots of stuff going on at ANF, and I oversee the brand comms and influence um, for all those brands. Come on, we love it. And I feel like what's so cool about all those brands is like, for instance, like Hollister and um, Abercrombie, for instance, went through these cool rebrands. And so a lot of the people during the pandemic, if you're on TikTok, you saw everybody talking about the new jeans and all the stuff yeah. and how there's been like a mess. Um, not exodus, like return back. I mean, I never left. Can't relate. Um, but for those who like are like, oh, you guys, like, it's so like, let's go back. Like, it's so good again. And um, I feel like the main thing with a lot of like my friends and stuff who are starting to go back, they're like, oh, I didn't really know that like they had styles and stuff that I as a millennial could wear. Like I have, have some like millennial parents who are like, oh, I like this is something that looks good on me. And like, I don't feel like a teenager or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so can you kind of like walk us through like the rebrand for Abercrombie and, and Hollister and like how you guys are able to like balance between like appealing to Gen Z, but also to millennials too, to kind of like that happy middle. Totally. So it all really st started a number of years ago. We got a new CEO. Her name's Fran Horowitz and she is really um, the impetus for a lot of the change that people have seen over the past couple of years. Um, Fran, along with a number of other leadership that she brought in, they really set out to reimagine these brands and also to create a spirit of belonging um, rather than what may have historically been seen as like this need to fit in, instead creating these brands where everybody really belongs. Um, and Abercrombie was sort of the start of that reimagination. Um, and it's been a labor of 
love in the best possible way. We've been able to create this brand, like I said, where everybody feels a much um, more genuine and honest sense of belonging here. Um, And we have brought about a new creative expression of the brand as well. Uh, For those who visit the website or walk into the stores, it feels lighter. It feels um, more embracing. It um, for me personally, it, it feels a lot friendlier, especially when you see how the brand is brought to life, not only in our own marketing, but, um, also those who are behind the scenes as well as through a lot of the creators with whom we partner. Um, I think that's the benefit of influencer marketing really when you boil it down is that like we can say who we are we can talk the talk but it's really you see like who a brand is with who's walking the walk there um and by that i mean like you see how a brand weaves into somebody's everyday life um We obviously have our campaigns, but when you see somebody on TikTok like wearing these jeans and going out with their friends and or going on a date in like a particular bodysuit or advocating for these jeans and saying, you know what, like these are so awesome. Like everybody at school loves these jeans on me, or I get so many compliments when I'm walking through the mall or when I'm like, you see the brand brought to life through so many different unique lenses and so many different unique lives online and all those people have different identities and different expressions and different histories and so you kind of see the true nature of a brand in a lot of ways through the creator partnerships that it is able to make hollister is really similar as well um you know it i think all of the the brands that we've had have or that have existed um prior to recently have been reimagined in such a smart, intelligent way. Um, For instance, Abercrombie, a lot of folks initially viewed it as a high school or collegiate brand. And when we were reimagining it, we said, you know what, like, let's right size this. The, um, The target demo for Abercrombie or who we designed to is somebody who's further along in their 20s. Um, And that doesn't mean that's who the brand is necessarily for only. It's just um, that's really the design point. And we have people who definitely like range in the late teens up to people well into their 30s who are able to wear Abercrombie. Um, And Hollister's the same way. It's uh, we've been able to really right size the brands and, and right target the brands over recent years. So. And I feel like what's really cool, like what you touched on is I love like how going through like TikTok and stuff and like um, seeing like people who are curvy and different body shapes, like, Oh, these fit me like perfectly and how they're loving them and like talking about them. And like, I know for me, what I've appreciated, like as years have gone on, like I love the athletic skinny, the athletic slim fit where I feel like, it's been able to like go with me, like as my body like changes and like whatever through the sizes. Um, so I feel like it's just so like the inclusivity of it all, where I feel like I can like point to any of my friends now and be like, 
oh, like, I'm like, let's go in. I'm, I'm guaranteed we can find a pair that'll like fit you. You'll leave even confident and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> One of the interesting things is you actually mentioned Curve Love and Curve Love is really unique in that I, for me, it's sort of like this ideal expression of what the new world of Abercrombie and what the enterprise as a whole represents. And that's all of these brands that are so dedicated to listening to our customers and their needs because Curve Love really was born out of consumer feedback that we were receiving. We had um, people who were providing feedback and being like, your jeans are awesome. I absolutely love them. But here's the thing. I've got a curvy body. And when I wear jeans that are not made or like tailored for my body, I get this like waist gap and it's really annoying. And we said, okay, like, let's take that back. Let's engineer some jeans that, honor these people and respect these people's bodies and mitigate that waist gap while, you know, still looking incredible on them um, and fit them comfortably. And so it is really, while Abercrombie may have in the past dictated to people what they should be wearing, um, or at least that, that may be the interpretation. Now it is, um, you know, listening to our customers and molding ourselves around that feedback. So it's um, it's really cool to be a part of the company now, um, especially with all that's to come as well. It's it's really really a cool time. Come on with the teaser of what's to come. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just like sprinkling a little bit in there, make you wanting more. It's a good marketer, right? We love to hear it. Come on. Yeah. And I feel like also what's really good that you guys do is the like all the like all the channel, all the social media, like Hollister's, Abercrombie's, like all of them is so good is it's natural. Like a lot of times I could feel like clothing brands kind of struggle with including like the influencer type pictures through like the branded content type pictures. And I feel like you all do a good job of weaving it in and out where it just feels natural. Like you're just going through like a best friend page and seeing like what they kind of wore in a day or in a week where it, compared to a lot of brands where it's all just the, um, what do you call it? Like stage pictures where it's like, okay, these are all the brands. Yeah. <laughs> I, first off, thank you. Um, that's something that we're always really mindful of, particularly with the creative partnerships that we have is when we started getting into influencer marketing across all of our brands, we went into it with the objective, like we are going to tell our story of who we are in a radically authentic way, um, which is different historically, um, than, than how has been done for these brands. And so we said, like, let's tell our story. Let's let these creators tell the story of who we are now through their eyes. Um, and so we look for creators who we can partner with who are going to tell that story in just like a meaningful and authentic way. And it's not going to be airbrushed and it's not going to be super staged or anything like that. Like be honest, you know, I think that is one of the interesting things nowadays um, 
is there's a, a PR agency called Edelman and they do their trust barometer every year. And um, it's always so fascinating for me to see that report because we have seen a decline in trust um, in almost everybody. Um, but one of the interesting things about influencers and creators is that they bring their audience with them every single day. And because of that, they've built up trust over the years. So their audiences trust them intrinsically. When they are saying that this pair of jeans fits them right, that their audience is trusting that that is true. Um, when they are making a recommendation, their audience is, is trusting that recommendation. And so we specifically seek out creators who have that trust with their audience um, because we want to work with people who tell authentic stories because that is really what we're about. So, And is there like a particular like process that you all do to kind of find creators to work with? Is it based off of like UGC, like ones that continually meet you all? Or is there like a program? Because I know like some brands are starting to do like actual programs for like a set influencers and those that want to like work with them. Um, well, uh, more to come on that Ooh. at a later date. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a little, another little like another teaser. <laughs> um, just call me Corey the Tease Weaver. That's my name. Um, but uh, yes, primarily when we work with creators, when we discover creators, a lot of them are folks who are organically and naturally engaging with the brand already. We want to work with people who want to work with us so that it feels right. Again, you know, we're out here creating these authentic partnerships that extend longitudinally instead of just like a single transactional moment. And so, um, yeah, it's people who are already wearing the brand, who are already tagging us, who are mentioning us in comments, who are commenting on our stuff. That is really, I would say, like the initial largest population of um, people from whom we might contract and create partnerships with. Um, also just people who show up in my own feed and who show up in my team's own feeds. You know, we have group chats where we are, you know, constantly sharing creators when it's like, oh my gosh, look at this guy. He is so, wouldn't he be great to talk about our new parkas or wouldn't this, you know, person be great talking about our new, this line. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of it is just people who just show up in our own feeds as well. Um, we do get a decent amount of folks who express interest directly and reach out to us and reach out to our accounts via DMs. And certainly we have created partnerships through that, but I would say like the easiest way to get noticed is to create content that and tag us. That's the easiest way. And I feel like a lot of times people are like, Oh, I don't want to tag like so-and-so like they'll never see it. Or it's kind of like that. Like we see it. And it's like I always tell people, I'm like, what's if like what's like what's the hurt? Like if you wanna work with Erewhon and get a Haley Bieber shake smoothie deal, like tag them. Like I don't see what right. like, you have nothing to lose. <laughs> exactly. At Erewhon, if you wanna sponsor me and give me a Haley Bieber <laughs> shake, I am more than I will I will rep you too. So um 
But yeah, it's uh, people shouldn't be afraid to tag brands in the content that they create because at some point somebody will respond. And, um, you know, maybe it's an actual creator contract or partnership, or maybe it's just saying, them saying, hey, thank you so much for appreciating our brand. Or maybe it's them saying, hey, you know, let us gift you something. Regardless, like it doesn't hurt. Worst they can say is no. Actually, worst, they're not going to say no. They're just going to, you know, you probably just wouldn't hear from them. Um, (laughs) It doesn't hurt. Do it. Why not? Put yourself out there. You're already putting yourself out there on social media. It doesn't hurt to put yourself out there a little bit further and tag those brands so that they notice you. Be in your lucky girl era. Embrace it. Manifest it. (laughs) Exactly. You know, I was just watching. (laughs) Let me just like take another little side road in this conversation. Um, For some reason on TikTok right now in my scroll, I keep getting these videos of these girls who are like championing the statement. um, I'm so lucky. Everything always works out for me. So the, so all this week, I've ever since I saw that over the weekend, I was like, okay, I'm going to start manifesting that the way that these girls on TikTok do. So every time something works out for me, like, Ooh, I got the perfect melt on my grilled cheese. I'm like, (laughs) I'm so lucky. Everything works out for me, you know, like, so that's what I've been doing. No, yeah, manifest that energy. <laughs> I swear by the lucky girl. I've been telling people, I'm like, listen, like, change your mind. It's all about mindset. Like, if you think Absolutely. you're gonna have a bad day, you're gonna have a bad day. If you think nobody's gonna like you, nobody's gonna like you. Like, it's all about the mindset. Yes, set those intentions. So, Corey, like, do you guys have plan on doing any in person type things where creators are gonna be like in the stores or any types of events like that? Yeah, we're going to be doing some really cool events throughout the year. Um, Super excited because we've got a lot of stores opening up across the country. And so for a number of those openings, we're going to be engaging with some local creators and bringing them in stores so that they can experience like the new expression of these brands. It's not just for ANF, it's Abercrombie and Fitch, Abercrombie Kids, Hollister, Gilly Hicks, all of them. Um, So I'm really excited because you know, coming out of the pandemic, so much of the creator work that we did was really relegated to um, the digital space. And it's so cool to bridge that and and make that relationship that we have with them physical um, and bring it to life in a very real, tangible way by getting folks in store and having them engage with their audiences in store as well. I love that. And then... um... For my last question, like, what advice do you have for somebody who's like, oh, Corey, I love your journey. love this area. And I want to do comms for um, a cool brand. Like, how do I how do I get started? Like, what advice do you have for somebody who's like wanting to get an internship in like your department or some something adjacent like it? I would say um, shoot your shot. I know that's really simple, but um One of the things that always impresses me is when people reach out to me directly on LinkedIn or otherwise with genuinely a a well-worded email explaining um, like, hey, here's who I am. This is my history. I am really interested in working with your brand. This is how your brand and I make sense. This is how we connect. So um, 
shoot your shot. Absolutely. Definitely, you know, watch the career boards and whatnot of the brands whom you might really, really love because a lot of them have really great um, development programs and internships, which are really great. Um, In the comms influence world, a lot of people reach out and they're like, I want to be an influencer marketer and not really realizing that influencer marketing is still marketing. It is a, a way of communicating as, you know, as a brand through the creative lens of somebody else, but you're still doing brand comms. And so I would say some of like the skills to have in your tool belt are a really good, um, really good skills in writing. Uh, writing skills are incredibly important, especially in a digital era where so much of what we do is written. Um, it's all really communication and understanding people. So having sort of an awareness of how certain words and actions and images might affect people for good and bad, because A, you want to affect people in a good way, but B, you also want to like mitigate effect, negative effects. So um, that sort of awareness. And then fluency in the digital world. Um, if you're interested in the world of brand comms or influencer marketing, I would say having a, a good understanding of the digital world um, would be great. Show off and like flex a little bit your understanding of that. Who do you follow? You know, who is like rising in the ranks as an up and coming influencer that you might be impressed by? Are you, you know, impressed with like the evolution of certain influencer marketing platforms like like to know it or um oh gosh, this platform's influencer marketing marketplace has been so interesting to watch. Um, But in general, like when it comes to actually interviewing, I give the advice to people to have three examples of campaigns that they've loved. Three Mm. examples. And that's partnership, purpose, and product launch. Like three Ps of campaigns that you've loved. So a partnership did you really, really love the Gucci North Face partnership and why? Um, You know, or another one that might be of that sort of level. What did you love about that partnership and how they brought it to life? A purpose partnership, you know, Abercrombie and Trevor Project, um, a really wonderful partnership that's been around for 12 years now and been able to generate millions of dollars to help with the Trevor Project's cause. Um, You know, have you loved that? Or another organization's um, purpose project and partnership campaign. And then product launch. Is there one campaign that launched a product that you think resonated so well or maybe was done so innovatively that you just like, you can't stop thinking about it? I think having those three examples in your back pocket at the know, just like as part of your elevator speech, when you're engaging in conversations at conferences or even walking into a, an interview, I think that would be enormously helpful. And that would show not only that you understand the marketplace, but you understand the tactics that are at play. You understand 
the motivations behind it. You understand the measurement of like what that means when it's fully realized and manifested, what it means for the brand and the company. I think that is like the advice that I would give, at least for like the interview sort of part of this journey for somebody. Come on, especially like the partnership. Like I've, I feel like I'm one of those that always has like somebody's marketing campaign, somebody's product launch rollout. Like me said that I merely thought of the Skims pop up holiday one. Um, yeah, merely thought of that one. Uh, purpose one. I always think I always I love how I mean I am biased, but I feel like the Trevor Project Abercrombie one is so just fluidly done where it's so integrated in it where it's it doesn't even seem like it's something like checking a box that's so part it's just natural where it's like it's like at checkout whether you're online or in store it's just part of it where a user doesn't have to be like oh like oh i've never noticed before it's like no you have like you've seen it it's part of it like it's not foreign it's very natural and it's the same way with hollister and hollister's partnership with glisten as well um it's just so integrated into the day-to-day function of the brand that it's so natural and authentic and that's, I think, the theme of the day for all of the brands within the ANF Co. family. It's really just like, how do you utilize these tools to tell the story of just how authentic and honest you are? Like, amen. Um, for my last question, I want to know: Do you have a gr- uh, a go to product from ANF Gilly Hicks or any of the brands that like you cannot? leave for a vacation or a home or anything without this product clothing item accessory like okay here's the, <laughs> here's the deal you guys it's very embarrassing because i'm wearing it right now i have to be very mindful of what i'm wearing when I go out to dinner with friends or when I go into the office and I know it's a day that like my team's going to want to take mirror photos with each other and stuff. Like I have to be very mindful to not wear like a denim button up shirt because for me, it's such like an easy breezy American, (laughs) just like shirt. And I wear it with like, gee, I'll do the Canadian tuxedo, wear it with jeans or, or like today I'm wearing these like, really cute olive joggers. Um, But I have to be very mindful of like how often I'm wearing it because for a second there, my Instagram feed was like (laughs) multiple rows of just me wearing this shirt. And it's not the same shirt. I have 10 of them. I literally love them. It is my uniform. So I would say the denim shirt. However, for like other stuff beyond this, Hollister's um, cargo joggers are like super adorable. I'm obsessed with them right now. And then on the ANF side, I have been absolutely loving a lot of our garment dye denim jeans. So like jeans that aren't blue, you know, the olives, the neutrals, Mm -hmm. the creams, the ivories, the browns, the charcoals, all of that. I've been obsessed with like, I've been switching out a lot of my blue denim for garment dye denim for sure. Wait, I'm obsessed. I'd have to say, <clears throat> for me, it would be obviously the athletic skinny jeans, which we've mentioned, and then Fair. the popover hoodie. I that is like mm. my essential, specifically the military green, olive green color. Everybody's obsessed with it on me. Like yeah. not to like fanboy myself, um, lucky girl era hashtag. 
Um, but I have to have <laughs> I have to have that hoodie with me whenever I travel. Like I feel like I put it on, it's cozy. I like the hood's big enough where I can like hide and like nuzzle in it like on the plane on the window. It's just like the perfect go-to. Oh, totally. Yeah, that perfect popover hoodie is just it's everything. Like I get it oversized. I feel like Ariana Grande or Ariana Venti. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. Like, we it's, love it's an a, Ariana moment. It's a moment. <laughs> it totally is. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but Corey, thank you so much for being here and just hanging out, having a party. We love to always have you here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Invite me back soon. I love I a good Kiki. Yes. Wow. How great was this episode? If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do, feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias. And we'd love to hear from you all. And feel free to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps us. And we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode. So bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Young Influentials, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Aarons, and edited by Lane McGibney at Bountwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 